Did you know that the food industry is currently at $1.2 billion? Well, it's not. And I'm going to explain to you why it's not at $1.2 billion here in just a minute. But I'm also going to save you guys $75 today. So get ready to listen. It's going to be fun. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That quote about the $1.2 billion comes from somebody who claims to be an expert and is going to teach you how to operate your business. $1.2 billion comes from an estimate that you can find all over the internet. That number is wildly incorrect. And here's how I know it's incorrect. Pull out your calculator, plug in $1.2 billion, which would be a 1 followed by a 2 followed by 8 zeros. That's one point two billion dollars. Divide that by 26,000. Now what is that number? That is the number of mobile food vendors registered through the IRS. So they have self-selected their business as being a mobile food vendor. There's actually more than 26,000 of them. Or that does not include multiple trucks owned by one person. So one company turns in that particular code to the IRS, they could have 10 trucks. They could have 20 trucks. They could be like Cousins that has a few dozen trucks. They could be like Love Waffles. They have 10 or 11 trucks. So that 26,000 is actually the number of food truck businesses, not food trucks. But when you divide that out, that gives you $46,153.85. That's an average top line sales. So in order for the average to be 46,000, that means there's a bunch of trucks doing more and then a bunch of trucks doing less. I don't know about you, but doing less than $46,153 is not exciting to me. But yet that number of 1.2 billion gets spit about all the time as if it is the number. It's not the number. It's an old number. I would suggest that we are doing significantly more as an industry than $1.2 billion. That's not a number to be excited about. It's certainly not one I would spout as a quote-unquote expert. So this particular person who's going to be putting on a seminar charging $75 for an in-person seminar, or you can actually join online and they'll only charge you 50 bucks. Yay. Let's go through what they're going to teach you in their particular course, and I'll teach it all to you today and save you $75. First thing is how to get your licenses. Well, you know what? I talk about that in my book. I talk about that on the podcast. I've talked about it in the Facebook group. To get your licenses and then to pass the inspections that's associated with those licenses, you want to start at the city, the county, and the state governments, finding out exactly what their requirements are. They will tell you. Now, some of them are a little bit harder than others to find, but if you can't find it easily, call somebody. They'll help because you know what? 
they want the money. They want the income. They want the tax money from you. They want the license money from you. But you got to make those phone calls. You got to do it yourself. So get those licenses. Start with the health department or whatever your your state or city or county calls the licensing agency for food establishments. You're going to talk to them. You want to talk to the fire department, see if they have any input in that. You're going to talk to the county and the city and the state just on the generic business license needs. And then any other license or permit that's associated with a food vendor. They know what they are because they want to collect money for them. It's not a secret, but you got to make the phone calls. Now, once you get to the point where you're licensed and you want to pass that inspection, it's not a big secret on that either. Most states have their inspection forms online, so you can look at them. They'll have a generic one or a sample one. Download it. Look at it. Self-inspect your trailer and figure out what you need. If you need help with it, then get on the Facebook group and ask questions. But the basics that you're looking for is the hand wash sink set up with paper towels and soap. Does the water get to the appropriate temperature? It's either going to be 100 or 110. Is all the refrigeration, does it have thermometers in it to, that show that it's under 40 degrees? If you have a freezer, does the freezer show the appropriate temperature for it to be a freezer? Those are the kind of things that they're looking for. And all that's laid out in your sample inspection. If you can't find one for your state, download the federal one from the FDA. Because all the states except for one, copy that. They make a few minor adjustments, but if you can get through the bulk of that, you're going to pass. Passing a food truck health inspection, you should get 100. Okay, so once you got yourself licensed, once you pass the inspections, then what? Well, you got to find a great spot. Now, finding a great spot is you getting out there and looking. You want to look where people gather, where people go to shop. Where are the people at? That's where you want to be. Just talk to the property owners. Talk to the landlords. And just ask the question, I would love to set my food truck on your property. What's it going to take? And then negotiate. You may have to go through a few landowners telling you no, not interested before you get a yes. But you'll get a yes. The idea is for you not to give up. Now what makes it the right spot? Because there's no secret on that. The right spot is how you can market and your social media. And you use those in conjunction to create a great spot. There's no going out there and finding a spot. You create it. You are in charge of your business. You're going to create it. Now think about your marketing. There's two kinds of marketing. You have social media marketing and you have physical marketing. Social media marketing is real simple. You're going to be on social media every single day pertaining to your business. And in every single day that you plan on being open, you're going to schedule posts to go out. So a minimum of three posts per day, you're going to be open, scheduled, not taking up time during your day when you're serving food and doing prep and cleaning up and all that. These are scheduled posts. So once you go out before you open, reminding people that, hey, we're going to be wherever you're going to be, what time you're going to be open, get them to plan your business as a part of their lunch. Then the second post should go out midway through your service. You're going to be open for four hours. It should go out two hours after you're open. To remind people, hey, we're still at this location. Come down and check us out. We got food left with your name on it. Come on down. Then the last post should go out right about the time you plan on closing, thanking people for giving you just an awesome day and then reminding them where you're going to be tomorrow. You don't ever want to put sold out because sold out is a tease. Sold out is a negative post. You're basically saying, hey, screw you. We ran out of food. We don't know what we're doing, but you don't get any. Way to go. You want to thank people for an awesome day, which by inference lets them know you're now closed for the day. You're not dangling something in front of them and saying, oh, you don't get any. Too bad. So that's social media marketing. On the days when you're not doing the scheduled post, you still are going to be on there, like I said, every single day. 
You're going to be responding to reviews, responding to comments, and then making an original post. You can do that once per day. So seven days a week you're doing that. You want to be efficient and fast with it. Get your posts out. You want to have pictures, lots of food pictures, occasional live videos. But do those kind of things to get your social media where it needs to be. Now, physical marketing is a, is a little bit different. You're going to be actually going to places and talking to business owners and asking, hey, can I put this flyer up in your break room? I'm inviting all of your employees to come see me on their break. You're going to talk to apartment managers and homeowners associations, and you're going to talk to people. This is a people business. We feed people. So get used to talking to people. There's going to be people that do not want to talk to you, and that's okay. Because once you've talked to enough people, you'll have created a big enough network that they'll start coming to you. And you'll start having more business than you know what to do with. That's when you start thinking about the second truck. But you can't get to think about the second truck till you get the first one operating right. And that's what we're working on, getting you up and operational. So social media and marketing. What you need in a builder is one of the topics this pretender wants to discuss. So let's talk about what you need to have in a builder. You want somebody that's going to be fast. You want to have somebody that's going to be efficient. And you want to have somebody that actually builds quality. Now, how do you know if they build quality or not? You got to do two things. This is another one of those. You get your butt off the couch and you go someplace. You're going to visit the builder you have in mind. I don't care where they are. You're going to go visit them. If you try to do the transactions over the telephone and over the internet and on the DocuSign nonsense, you're not going to get the quality product you expect because you're far away. You're out of sight, out of mind. So you go visit the builder. You're looking for how does the staff in the office react and how do they treat people? Are they on the phone? Are they busy? Are they standing around talking and laughing and having a good time? You want to look at the bay where they're building the trucks and the trailers. Are those dudes on the cell phone or are they actually working? Are they trying to get something accomplished or are they looking how to not work and still get paid? Then you want to ask the builder for some proof of builds. What's the most recent one you sent out? Where are they located at? And if the builder's unwilling to tell you, then you just look on their social media because I can guarantee you they're bragging about how awesome their builds are. And they're going to have pictures of that particular business owner standing in front of the newly built trailer truck. Track them down. Stalk them on social media and talk to them. Tell me what you think about the builder. How the process go? How does the build look now? One month out? Two months out? A year out? So you want to look at different stages on those particular owners. Not only the most recent ones, but ones that are a little bit older. That gives you an idea into the quality the builder has for the standards that they build. Because you're not looking to get something built cheap. You're looking to get something that's built reliably and it's going to last you and is an investment in your future and in your business. How to get funding. A lot of people start with their savings or their 401ks or their equity in their house. And then other people start with nothing. All of them are right and all of them are wrong. Just depends on how you want to look at it. The idea is that you get into business by doing whatever it takes. If you have zero money today, you can start with a tent business. You can do cottage foods. You can do something to start generating a little bit of sales so that you can eventually move into a tent or move into a cart. And then from there, you move into a trailer. And from there, you move into a truck. And then from there, you move into multiple trucks. It can be done. But you can't do it unless you get off your behind and start working towards it. If you're expecting somebody to grant you thousands of dollars because you fill out applications, you're probably going to be disappointed. A startup loan. A startup loan. Number one, it's kind of misleading because it's not really startup. What it is is young business loan. There is a difference. The word startup comes from you being open less than a year. So you're a new business. And that's what they're looking for. Because you've already got yourself open. You just don't have a lot of money. So we can give you some startup capital to help you to grow. 
There's not too many business loans out there that will allow you to have no business open right now and then give you a loan so you can go out and buy a truck and get all the equipment and everything you need. You're probably going to end up having to do a personal loan or um, some other type of loan that's not a true business loan to get yourself started. Now, that's not to say that there aren't loans out there, but they are few and far between and hard to get, and you got to have nearly perfect credit, and you really got to have a job that indicates you don't need the food truck anyway. But you can certainly go through the SBA, if you don't believe me, and go through their process and then see how difficult it is to get a loan in many cases. And if you do get a loan, then consider yourself one of the lucky folks and then utilize it to the best advantage possible. I do know that if you can start with a hot dog cart or a tent setup and you have done all of the business building pieces of paperwork, you know, the EIN and the LLC is set up and you got a business uh, banking account, you have those things set up and you're doing $5,000 a month in sales, which is only 60000 annually. And this is top line sales. This isn't profit. So you have that in top line sales. I know you can get business funding. It may not be huge amounts, but you can get business funding to help you to continue to grow. So there are opportunities there, but you got to go through them step by step. Now, business credit is one of the things people always are interested in. How do I get business credit? EIN, LLC, business bank account. Get those things set up. Then you apply for a business credit card. Then you apply for a credit from a distributor like Cisco. Get a Dun and Bradstreet number. All those things work together to get you good business credit, but you got to have them set up and going. And then the last thing on this list is organizing your books. Now, I have one spreadsheet that I don't just give away because this one is extremely comprehensive. If you guys are familiar with my food cost spreadsheet, that one is a very detailed, comprehensive spreadsheet. And it only focuses on food cost. I have one spreadsheet that actually records everything about your business. And it goes through all the expenses. It goes through everything for you to track your sales, track your food costs, track your credit card sales, all of your expenses, cell phone and insurance and propane and gasoline and payroll and everything. I've given this particular spreadsheet to accountants and they say this is the most comprehensive spreadsheet they've seen that is not its own standalone software. And it helps to keep you organized so that you can do your books. And what I recommend to every single new business owner to do, get you a bookkeeper, get you an accountant, and then use this spreadsheet to keep yourself organized so when you go into their offices, it's a quick and painless trip to get all your, your taxes done or whatever information is you need from that accountant or that bookkeeper because the spreadsheet will keep you organized. Aside from the spreadsheet, keep every single receipt you get. Organize it by the week and by the month. Just use envelopes if you need to. Put those receipts in there and just keep all those big envelopes. Get you a case of tomatoes. Those are perfect boxes for storage as far as paperwork goes because the envelopes fit in there perfectly and you can put several months worth in there. That helps to keep you organized, but get that spreadsheet. It's a part of my Food Truck 101 course. You can download it and, and use that to help you keep organized. Matter of fact, my Food Truck 101 course does all of this stuff, teaches it all to you. Plus, you get eight hours with me. So I'm here to help you. My Facebook group's here to help you. It's all a matter of do you want and do you need the help? But don't fall for people that are pretenders. I've worked in this business. I've been doing it since 1977. I've had food trucks since 1981. Done hot dog carts. I've done food trailers. I've had multiple hot dog carts and food trailers operating at the same time. I have only worked food service. 
I work for a roast beef place called Rack's Restaurants. I work for Wendy's, Tony's, Hardy's, Burger King, McDonald's, Whataburger. I've worked for a bunch of people. I've trained a bunch of managers at the corporate level of how to be great restaurant managers. I can teach you, but you got to make the commitments. you got to be the one to actually follow through. And I'm here when you guys need me. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.